Shalom to all. Today's daf Shabbos daf Kuflamid Vav. We're starting Kuflamid Hayamid Bays, five lines from the bottom, second word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. Bischos Habacher Hanechmari Yosef Ben Saraliba. Keep up the Steiging. Now we're picking back up with the discussion of giving a child a bris on Shabbos. Tanya, we have a bris. Rabshim Gamaliel Eimer, he says, Anyone that survives the first 30 days of life, Ainu Nafil is not considered a Nafil. A Nafil is a non viable child, someone who will not live. Shinemert says in the Pasuk, Ufduyov, and those that have to be redeemed, talking about a Bukhar of a person, Ben Chadish Tifte, he should redeemed at a month old. So we see that only once a child survives the first month of life is he considered viable. Eight days old of a behema is not considered a nafal. Shinemar says, from the eighth day and on, it could be brought as a carbon. However, if it did not wait this amount of time, then this child or animal is considered a suffix. And now the Gemara, Kuflam and Vav Amaralf on the top asks, how could we give any child a bris on the eighth day when it falls down on Shabbos? This child is not necessarily viable and therefore we're going to be Mechal Shabbos for a child that might not live. He answers, We're going to give him a bris milah. If he's going to live, so it's good that we're giving him a bris milah. If he's not going to live, then it's just like we're cutting a piece of flesh the same way that if you have a piece of meat that's very bloody and you cut it on Shabbos and blood oozes out, you're not chai for making a wound on this piece of meat. It's just a piece of meat. So to this child who's not going to live for 30 days, he's just like a piece of meat and there's nothing wrong with giving him a bris milah on Shabbos. The Gemara asks, We have a brisa. Safik ben Zayin, Ben Ches, if we're not so sure if the child was born in the seventh or eighth month, we're not going to be Machal Shabbos for him. We should give him a bris milah. If he's going to live, so it's good we're giving him bris milah. If not, it's just like cutting his flesh. Why did we say before that we're not allowed to give him a bris milah on Shabbos? I and Rav Nachumi Bar Zacharia Targimna, we explain this as for sure he will give this child whom we're not so sure if he was born on the 8th month or not. We're going to give him a bris milah on Shabbos. Le'nitzrcha, the whole discussion of not being mechal Shabbos for him is el machshire milah. It's only for all the preparatory things needed for the bris milah of Alibi the Rebelezer. And that's a Quran Rebelezer that says all the machshire milah are deicha Shabbos. If the kid's a suffix, so we're not going to be deicha Shabbos for the machshire milah. Now it's important to note, Rashi says over here that at this stage in the Gemara, Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel's halacha of a nafil, a non-viable child within 30 days, is only talking about a child who was not carried full-term pregnancy. So he's a suffix. We don't know if he's going to live. We have to wait 30 days. However, a child that was carried full-term pregnancy, a full nine months, and we're also going to see that this applies to an animal whose pregnancy was carried full-term of nine months, then the child's for sure not considered a nafil, and we're going to see ramification of halachas in the Gemara. And now the Gemara continues with this discussion of nafil. Amr Abayabai says, Ketanai, we have machlekes tanaim. It says in the Pasuk, If there should die from among the animals that is meant for you to eat. If an animal dies without getting shechita, it's considered a nevela, and it's going to be matami a person. Lahavi, this includes ben shmaina, an animal that's born in the eighth month of its mother's pregnancy. She'en shechita se metarose. Shechting it is not going to be metaharit. It's still considered a nevela, and it's going to be matami a person. But Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, they say shechita se metarose. If you shecht an animal that was born in the eighth month, its shechita will be metaharit. It's not considered a nevela. The Gemara says, "My love, hakim efigli." What's our machlek is about? The Mar Savar, the second set of tanaim. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon hold. Chaihu that it's considered alive, even though it was born in the eighth month. You got to shecht it before it died, and it's considered alive, and therefore it's not mitamayu. Umar sover in the chum hold mesu. It's considered dead. Amarav Rav says yachi. If so, they're arguing about toma and tahara. They should argue about whether or not you're allowed to eat it. According to Yesi Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Lazar Shemin, if it's considered a tahar animal when you shechted it, so then you should be allowed to eat it too. And from the fact that they're not arguing about whether or not you're allowed to eat it, it must be that their argument isn't about whether this animal. 
was born in the eighth month is considered alive or dead. So Rava says, El Dekuliyama Mesu, everyone says that this animal that was born in the eighth month of its mother's pregnancy is really considered dead. Rabbi Yezir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, Safri, they hold Ketrefa. It's just like a Trefa, an animal that got a wound that's not going to allow it to live full 12 months. Trefa, a Trefa, Lava Vagav Demesahi, even though it's considered like it's going to die, meaning we know it's going to die within a year, Shechitasa Metaharasa, Shechting it is going to be Metaharit and it's not going to be considered an Avela. Hachanami, so to here, the animal born in the eighth month, Laishna, is no different, and therefore if we manage to Shechta before it dies, it's not going to be Metahame. For Abundant, they say, Loi Dami the Trefa, it's not comparable to Trefa. Trefa, Haisla Shasa Kaisher. A Trefa had some point in time where it was fitting, meaning before it got mortally wounded, it was 100% kosher animal and would have lived an entire long life. But hi, this animal was born in the eighth month, and never had a time that it was viable the moment it was born, we knew that it was going to die. And now the Gemara preempts a question. V'chitim, if you're going to say trefa mi bete and Michael and what about an animal that was born with a birth defect and it was a trefa from the moment it was born? So we see that we have a trefa that never was it going to be able to live. So the Gemara answers, hasam yesh b'mino shechita. In the category of trefas, there is a type of trefa that once upon a time had a shasa kosher, it was fitting to be shechted. Hacha and b'mino shechita. Over here, there is no such animal in the category of animals that's born in the eighth month that's viable to live. Therefore, it's is not going to be metahirate. That is what the Chacham's opinion is. And now back to our discussion of Nefil Ibayl, who the questions asked me, Pligir Abun Alay Rabshim Gamil. Do the Rabban argue with Rabshim Gamil's definition of Nefil or Lai, or do they not? And Imtim Slam or Pligi, if you want to say they argue Halacha Kamaisei and Halacha Kamaisei, is the Halacha like Rabshim Gamil, or is the Halacha not like him? Toshma, Egel Shanel Biantef. We have a calf that was born on Yantef. Sheikh and I said Biantef, you're allowed to Shechet on Yantef when it's one day old. So we see the Chachamim argue with Rabshim Gamil. Rabshim Gamil would say you have to wait till it's eight days old. The Gemara answers no. They know with certainty that the mother carried its pregnancy until full term, and therefore, even according to Shimon Gamliel, you would be allowed to shechta even when it's one day old. Tashma, a different attempted proof. Vishavin, they both agreed. If a bachar was born with a mum, it's considered a muchan. Now, a firstborn animal, a bachar, must be given to the kayan, who then brings it as a carbon. If it has a mum, then the kayan can just eat it himself without bringing it as a carbon. However, an official mum expert has to confirm that this indeed is considered a mum. Now, Rabbi Yehuda allows this expert to come on Yantef, whereas Rabbi Shimon does not allow it because it's considered Metakein. This animal before was Usr until the expert appraises it, so it's considered Metakein on Yantef. However, they both agree that if this animal was born with its mum, then it may be appraised on Yantef because it's not considered Metakein. It never had the status of a kosher Bukhar. Therefore, the expert isn't being Metakein something that was Usr. So we see that an animal is allowed to be shechted even on the first day of its birth. So the Gemara answers, That's talking about where the pregnancy was carried full term. Now the Gemara has its final proof. Tashma, Dam Rabbi Yehuda, Mershmuel, Halacha Kabshim Gamliel, the Halacha Kabshim Gamliel, Halacha Mechal de Pligi. That implies that the Chamim argue with him. Shma Mina, we see that the Chamim argue with Kabshim Gamliel, and at least according to this stage of the Gemara, the Halacha is like Kabshim Gamliel. Amar Abaye Abaye says, Nafal Men Agag Achleri. Within thirty days of a child's life, it fell off a roof and died, or it was eaten by a lion, meaning it died from some sort of external source. Divrei Kol Chayu. Everyone says that this child's considered alive, and we're going to see in a moment what relevance that's going to have. Kipligi, what's a Machlekes Shepiekumes? The child yawned and died, meaning it showed very few signs of vitality, and then it just died right after birth. Marsavar Chaihu, the child nonetheless is still considered that it was alive. Umarsavar Mesu, no, the child was always considered dead, and it wasn't a viable child. Lemainaf Kimino, what's the difference if the child is considered alive or dead? Lepturmina Yibam, to potter the mother from Yibam. 
We know that if a man dies without children, his widow has to marry his brother. That's called Yibam. However, if this child was considered alive, then it's not considered like this man died without children and his wife isn't Zakik Yibam. But now the Gemara asks, If it fell off the roof or was eaten by a lion, everyone considers that child as if he was alive. For a pup of Rav Huna Braid Rav Yeshua, they visited the house of the son of Idibar Oven, and he prepared for them in Iglatilsa a third calf to its mother, meaning it's the finest, choicest calf, on the seventh day of that calf's life. And they told him, if you just have waited till the evening, till this calf turned eight days old, then we would have eaten from it. But now we're not going to eat from it. So we see that if something dies from an external source, this cow was shechted, that's considered an external source, since it didn't live out its full eight days, it's not considered viable. So how can you say everyone agrees with a child if he dies from an external source within 30 days that he's nonetheless considered so the Gemara says, you're right. When it yawns and dies, meaning it showed very few signs of vitality, and then it died, everyone considers that a mace. When he fell off the roof, or a lion ate it, one man to Amr considers him as if he was never alive, and one man to Amr nonetheless considers him alive. And now we have a story. He had a child that was born, and within 30 days, the child died. He was sitting in mourning over this child. His father told him, meaning, do you want to eat these traditional mourner's food? Why are you mourning him? He didn't live 30 days. He was a nafil. He was never really a viable child. So his son told him, I know that the pregnancy was carried full term, and therefore the child was considered viable, and that's why I'm mourning. Rav Ashi, he visited Rav Kahana's house. Something happened, meaning a child died, within 30 days of it being born. He saw that he was mourning over him. He told him, you don't hold of the memory that we said in the name of Yehud B'Shem Shmuel that this child is a nafel. He was never viable. Why are you mourning? Amrle says, I know that the pregnancy was carried full term. And now we have a memory. If a child dies within 30 days, and then the mother of the child got up and she went and married someone else. But now we have an issue because since the child died within 30 days, according to B'Shem Gamliel, that child's considered a nafel, and this woman isn't necessarily considered like she had children and therefore she technically needs Yibam or Chalitza, whereas according to the Chachamim, she might not need Yibam or Chalitza. So what do we do over here? Amar Avina Mishmei Rava. Avina says in the name of Rava, If she had married a Yisrael, Chalitzas, then she should get Chalitza. Even though this Chalitza is only being done misafik, according to the Chachamim, she technically would not need this Chalitza. There's no harm in doing this Chalitza because she's married to a Yisrael. But Emesha's Kainhi, if she had married a Kahin in a Chalitzas, then she does not get Chalitza. A Kahin is not allowed to be married to a woman who's a Chalutza, and therefore, if we give her Chalitza Misafik, so then she's not going to be allowed to stay married to her new husband, therefore, we're not going to give her Chalitza if she had married a Kahain. Rav Shiravi, Mishmei Rava Amar, Rav Shiravi says in the name of Rava, Achazu v'achazu, it doesn't make a difference if she married a Kahain or not a Kahain, Chalitza, she has to get Chalitza. Amar Ravina Rav Shiravya, Ravina told Rav Shiravya, but Urta Amar Rava Hachi, you're right, in the evening, Rava said, like you said, that even if she's married to a Kahain, she has to get Chalitza, but let's suffer in the morning, Hadarbei, he retracted that opinion and said she does not have to get Chalitza if she's married to a Kayin. Amr Leh, Rav Shiravi told him, obviously Rav Shiravi was not happy with this and didn't really believe that that's what Rava said. Shriyusa, you're permitting her? Yehei Rava, this is Tarva. It should be Hashem's will that you should permit even forbidden fats. And then Mepharshim deal with what exactly this means.
And now back to the Mishnah, where Rabbi Yehuda had argued with Tanakama and said that we do give a bris milah on Shabbos to an Andragonis. Amr of Shizbi, Amr of Chizda, Loyal Amr of Yehuda Andragonis Zachu. Not in regards to all halachas did Rabbi Yehuda say that an Andragonis is considered a male. Shemat Aimerkin, because if you say so, Be'erchen Ya'arech. In the sugi of Erechen, he should fit into the category of male. Now a person can donate the Erech, the value of someone to the base of Mikdash. The Torah assigns a fixed Erech to every single person based on their age and gender. For example, a male between 5 and 20 is valued at 20 shekels. Now this is not the same as a market value for a slave. So this Andragonis is not part of the regular Erechen for males. And Umenol and Delemi how do we know that he's not part of regular Erechen? Detanya, we have a brysa. It says in the Pasuk about Erechen, Hazachar, a male. Velay Tumtum Andragonis, not a Tumtum or Andragonis. A Tumtum is someone who has skin covering over the genital area, so we don't know if they're male or female. And now the brysa continues, Yachal, you might think, perhaps he's not under the category of a male's Erech, Isha, he should be under the category of a female's erech. Tamalama, the Pasuk says, Hazachar, a male, and Vim Nekevahi, if she's a female. Zachar Vadai, Nekeva Vadais, only if he's definitely a male or definitely a female. Voloi Tumtum Vandragonis, who those are both Suffolk. And now the Gemara continues on Kuflam and Zayan off on the top. Vistam Sifra, and a standard Brysa that doesn't have anyone's name attached to it, Rabbi Yehuda is Rabbi Yehuda. So we see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that an Andragonis is not part of a male in discussion of Erechen. And Amr of Nachamar Yitzhak, Afananam Tanina, we also learned this in Mishnah. Hakok Shem Lakadish, everyone was allowed to be Makadish the Paraduma. Water. This is talking about making the mixture of paraduma ashes and spring water. Chutz, except for mecher shaita bakatan, and Rabbi Yehuda machshir bakatan. He allows a katan, but who paisel be ishu baandragonis? He does not allow a woman or an andragonis because we don't know what gender he is. Shema mino. We see from here that Rabbi Yehuda differentiates between andragonis getting a bris milah and andragonis and all other male-related things. So umayshna milah. Why does Rabbi Yehuda say andragonis gets a bris milah like a regular male? Mishum dechsev because we have a different pasuk that says hima alechem kol zachar. You should give a circumcision to all males. The word call is including even someone who's a Suffolk male, but since he has the male member, he has a chiv to get a bris milah. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion, and that's why an Andragonist, his bris milah is going to be Daicha Shabbos. Everyone should have a wonderful day.